Welcome to The Profitable Way. I am your host, Robin Gooding, and this is a podcast for entrepreneurs looking to do good in the world while pursuing profits and living a rich life. I truly believe that the missing link to multi-passionate, heart-centered entrepreneurs is the intersection of a holistic strategy, an efficient back-end system, and the soul work that focuses on our inner world so that our outer world can flourish. My clients have quit the cubicle, moved overseas for the digital nomad life, more than doubled their income, and expanded their lives using my signature framework that integrates strategy, systems, and soul. If you're looking to clarify your strategy, structure and optimize your systems, and amplify your soul work, you are in the right place. I promise to relentlessly support you making money online, doing what you love, so that you can live your version of an epic and rich life. I was recently asked, how do I know? If someone's going to be successful or if someone's idea is worth pursuing or even just do I have any red flags or are there signs when I'm connecting with someone and potentially working together? Are there things that I look for to know if this is someone that I want to work with, if this is someone who is going to be successful? And I guess ultimately, do I think this person really has what it takes to take a great idea and make it into a profitable business, right? Because you can have a great idea, you can have all the ideas in the world, but if you're not taking action and if you don't have the grit to persevere, we there's not there's not a lot that we can do there, right? So I I was asked that and I really reflected on it and intuitively like right away I said, "Yes, absolutely. There's there's things that I can really see, and I can see them really quickly, um, to know that someone's going to be successful. And so that is the focus of today. And I want to take you through six surprising habits of six-figure entrepreneurs. So the first habit, or I guess sign that I can see, is somebody who takes radical responsibility for their outcomes. Okay, so what I mean by this is when you have a conversation with them about what's worked, what's not worked, they don't do two things that are red flags to me. So the first is blaming. Anyone that blames everything outside of them, right? Previous coach, the Instagram algorithm, the lack of finances to reinvest, um, stuff going on at home, all the things outside of them, if that is all they're doing, and there's absolutely no personal responsibility in that, that's a red flag. Also, excuses, right? Well, I couldn't do this because it's my morning routine, and you know the kids go to school at this time, and there's no time here, or... I just, I've had too many busy weekends in a row, so much going on. I haven't been able to get to X, Y, or Z. Anytime there's this pattern of blaming or excuses, it's usually a sign to me that this is not going to end well, right? Because when you take radical personal responsibility for an outcome, something magical happens. You make it happen, 
right? Like you stop looking to blame anybody outside of yourself. And so when you take ownership over a situation, and I want to make it clear here, often the excuses are valid, right? I'm not at all minimizing some of the excuses. Sometimes they have hired a coach who has disappointed them. I'm not minimizing that. But what I'm saying is that there always has to be radical personal responsibility for their outcome. Always. Because if they're not taking ownership of the the situation or the circumstance they're finding themselves in, there's always going to be circumstances working against you, right? There's never 100% a good time. It's rare that you have all the money, all the energy, all the time in the world, all at the same time with no external stuff happening in your life and all the stars align perfectly for you to work on your business. That is super, super rare. (laughs) Usually people are juggling kids and a nine to five and time constraints, but I have seen people make it work, make it happen because they're taking radical responsibility. There is no plan B for them and they're not going to allow their success to be determined or defined by circumstances outside of them. Okay. That is the first habit. That's what it takes. Taking radical personal responsibility for your outcome. The second thing is six-figure entrepreneurs decided to be successful. It's really as simple as that. As I've already said, there is no plan B. It's not a matter of if this works. It's a matter of when this works. There's sort of like that dog with a bone mentality, right? Where maybe it works in a different way than you initially set out for it to work. And that's okay. It's okay for your business to take a life of its own. It's okay for your goal to maneuver and uh, for your priorities to shift as you grow and as different seasons of your life come and go. That's okay. It's totally fine to have the flexibility and the fluidity there. But ultimately, when you decide that you will be successful, when you decide that it will work, you will always find the resources within and outside of you to support that outcome. It's literally this mindset shift of, I've got this. There's this rock-solid internal belief motivating and driving you that it's going to work, right? There's this real grit that happens when you make that commitment and you're not one foot in and one foot out or laissez-faire about it. You're, You're just absolutely certain and confident and decided that you will do what it takes to make it happen for yourself. Okay, the third habit of six figure entrepreneurs and the third thing I look for is somebody who is able to detach from the numbers in their business, right? So in, I'll be totally transparent. This is something I had to learn. This did not come naturally to me. Um, but we have to not take our business outcomes personally. So what I see in 
um, the entrepreneurs who are really successful is that they sort of see their business more as a game or a science experiment. There's nothing about their business that is like directly reflecting their personal sense of worthiness, right? Like they, they can fully detach from the data and objectively then look at the data because the problem is for anybody who is so wrapped up in their business, meaning something about them as a human, when they take everything so personally in their business, there's a lot of resistance to even looking at the data. There's a lot of resistance to seeing where their funnel isn't working, why their sales page isn't converting, why they're not getting the ROI on their ads that they're looking for, why their social platforms aren't growing, because it's all personal. So it feels like a personal rejection and a stab to their own sense of worthiness, which is not healthy. So when successful entrepreneurs are able to detach from that and they don't take it personally. They're willing to look at the data. They learn to love looking at the data. And beyond that, they're willing to tweak things to improve the data. They sort of see it like a science experiment. And they're able to then really refine and test and tweak and isolate and create this really smooth operating business that serves them, but that they can really make wise decisions for because they're looking at the data, because they're not making assumptions and they're actually seeing what message they can take from looking at the numbers, from looking at the the Google Analytics, right? They love the data. And again, it means absolutely nothing about their innate value as a human. And part of that is also they sort of don't define things as like black or white, right or wrong, a business that's working or a business that's not working. It's it's really about seeing it in a holistic lens and isolating the parts that are working and tweaking the ones that aren't. They're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater because they're so overwhelmed by this big sense that nothing's working, right? If you're not looking at the data, you don't even know where to start. You don't know what to look for. And a part of you probably is resisting looking at it because you don't want to be triggered when it comes to your worthiness by the numbers in your business. So that's the third surprising habit of six-figure entrepreneurs. They do not take the data in their business personally, and they love looking at the data. The fourth habit of six-figure entrepreneurs is a really big one. They collaborate versus compare. They know the importance of their network the value in social ties, and they're very hyper-focused on building relationships, building community, and they're almost prioritizing this before anything else in their business because they know that the more people that you have access to, the more people trust and love you, and the more they're going to then share you with people in their world, right? So then the more you're going to get known by people in their world, your your reach and your influence just really expands. 
And I think a lot of the time, the word influence has been hijacked (laughs) a little bit by the sense of like how many followers you have on a social media platform. But really, influence is not about popularity status. Like it's not about how many followers you have. It's about how many people trust what you say. How many people are hanging on to every word that you're speaking? How many people are willing to invest in you their time, their energy, their resources, their money because they trust you, right? That is real influence. And the more trust that you can build with people, the more relationships that you can have, the more you're spreading that trust, the more influence you're getting. And so this collaboration piece becomes fun and exciting and it kind of shrinks time because you're able to scale quicker. You're you're able to deepen your relationships. You're able to get more visible significantly faster. And in general, I think it adds to the fun of building a business because entrepreneurship can be so lonely at times. So I think it's so important to collaborate and not get stuck in that comparison game or the ego story that's surfacing for you, or even just, you know, getting into a a place where you're really comparing your progress to somebody else's, your business to somebody else's, your product to somebody else's in an unhealthy way right? There's enough for everybody. And when you have that abundance and you're not in comparison and you're focused on building real relationships and community and collaborating with people in your niche, your industry, your communities, you're going to go further faster, period. The fifth surprising habit of a six-figure entrepreneur that I've seen is that they accept it being messy. They just accept it being messy. They're willing to figure it out as they go. They don't wait until everything is perfect in their life, in their business, in their bank accounts, in their schedule for them to take action, right? There's almost this like scrappiness to them where they're okay with things not being perfect. They don't allow that to hold them back. They don't need everything to be super clear in their heads. They don't need everything to be like this, I don't know, there's just like this expectation that it's all going to be harmonized and aligned and perfect from like a a framework perspective before you play. And in my experience, we learn so much more by doing and playing and getting dirty with our business, right? Like really getting our hands dirty. So the most successful entrepreneurs, in my experience, they just jump into the mess. They're okay not having it be perfect. They're okay with having some things in their business, even in the back end, being a bit messy. You know, I think it's super, super rare, maybe even not not available um, to have a business that's 100% not messy in the back end. You know, like, especially as businesses are growing, there's usually some messiness. There's some kinks that are always going to have to keep getting ironed out. And so there's always going to be this element of things not being perfect. 
if you wait until everything is perfect, you're going to be waiting forever because things will never be perfect. You may feel messy doing it. You may feel sort of feelings of imposter. You may feel, you know, oh, I'm kind of messing this up or I'm not fully, I'm not fully ready in this area of my business. But the most successful entrepreneurs accept that as part of the process. It doesn't hold them back. Having some mess in their the back end of their business doesn't hold them back from being visible and selling their offers. Having some mess in their personal life doesn't hold them back from still, you know, doing what they have capacity for in their business. Having some messiness in terms of their vision or how things are going to work or what their passion is or all of those things, that also doesn't hold them back. They're just willing to keep taking steps. They're willing to keep playing. They're willing to keep trying and getting their hands dirty and, and kind of being scrappy, as I said, in that process, right? So that is a big part of building a business and building a business from ground zero to six figures. It's learning as you go. It's leaning into the messy middle of different projects and different processes. And as you're growing, even the messiness of some of the stuff that can come up within yourself, not always feeling super confident, not always feeling ready for your growth. There doesn't have to be this perfect everything for you to take really meaningful steps towards your goal. And this is something that I I can literally tell you. Every single client I've ever worked with that has reached their goals has had this. They're willing to just give it a go and dive right into it and not wait for it to be perfect. My last point Uh, The sixth surprising habit of six-figure entrepreneurs is that they self-advocate, okay? And I think this comes back to the first point of taking radical personal responsibility for your outcome. It's really about not being afraid to ask for help, not being afraid to advocate for yourself, to communicate your needs, and then to receive that support. Like you are worthy. You are worthy of all the things and people are not mind readers. So to advocate for yourself is so important, right? To say, hey, this is what I need. And to know part of that is like, maybe you need someone to help you build out your systems. Maybe you need someone to take over your accounting and your taxes and your finance, Maybe you need someone to to coach you and to help you get to that next level in your business. But there's this clear sense of, I know where I need help and I'm going to advocate for myself. I'm going to go out there and get that help. If I'm avoiding my banking every single week or every month or my taxes are a mess or everything just feels so bad and I dread it and I procrastinate and I know that I need to get a grip on my accounting. I'm going to advocate for myself and I'm going to go in and find an accountant or a bookkeeper or someone that can really support me in this area. There's just this absolute sense of, I need help. That's not a problem. That's not a weakness. That's okay. And I don't have to do it alone. 
I'm really clear where I need help. I'm really specific in who I'm asking for help and what help I'm asking for from them. And I'm feeling confident while I'm doing that, right? So that is the sixth surprising habit of six-figure entrepreneurs. I'm going to run through them again just to wrap this up. So the first habit is they take radical personal responsibility for their outcome. They don't resort, resort to blaming or excuses. It's all about taking personal responsibility. Number two, they have decided to be successful. Number three, they don't take the data in their business personally, and they love the data. They look at the numbers, they look at the analytics, and they treat their business as an experiment with reading into the data and making decisions from that place. Fourth, they collaborate versus compare. Number five, they do it messy and don't wait for everything to be perfect or for themselves to feel ready. And number six, they self-advocate. They ask for help and they're not afraid to receive support. All right, so think about where you are in this list. As I've said, you know, for sure, one of these was super stretchy for me as well. It's something I needed to lean into. Um, And so I think that it's not about being like, oh, shoot, I can see myself in a couple of these. Does that mean I don't have what it takes? No, that's not the point. These are habits. These are things that you can lean into and improve upon if you feel like maybe you're, you're sort of not leaning into some of these in a way that really does serve and support you. Okay? So not at all about you absolutely don't have what it takes. If you're like, I like everything to be perfect. Does that mean I'm never going to be successful? No, it just means that there's an opportunity here for you to say, okay, I'm a perfectionist. I like to wait until I feel ready, but I'm going to challenge myself to start forming habits of jumping in anyways, of doing it messy, of allowing myself to get my hands dirty before Everything is perfect because now I know that that is something that's going to hold me back if I just don't try to grow in that area. If you have any questions, please let me know. You can find me on Instagram, send me an email, robin at robingooding.com. We can have a a totally free non-salesy call and I can help you solve one specific problem in your business. Regardless, know that I'm here for you. I'm cheering for you. And if you're listening to this, I know that you absolutely do have what it takes to be a successful six-figure entrepreneur. And there's some habits that we can all work on and all improve all the time. But ultimately, if you have a dream, if you have a vision within you, you also have the ability and the inner resources to bring that to life. Okay. None of us are perfect. No entrepreneur is perfect. None of us were born knowing everything about what we're doing. It all is part of the process. It's part of the journey. Even these habits, even leaning into these areas where we can all grow and expand, that is part of the process. That is part of the journey. So reflect on these six things. If there's something that is like really 
obvious to you that there's an area for you to grow in. Don't be hard on yourself. You can lean into it with compassion and self-love, but just make a commitment that this is an area that you really want to focus on, that you're committed to working through so that you can also support your goals and ultimately create the business and the life that you're dreaming of. I love you. Thank you for listening today. I can't wait to be back in here next week with another episode. I'm Robin Gooding, and you've been listening to the Profitable Way podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at robin.gooding and join the Facebook community through the link in my Instagram bio. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this episode so that I can continue to share this message with other entrepreneurs looking to pursue their dream online. I hope you'll join in next week for another episode, and I hope that you always remember that the best is yet to come.